join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher Consciousness. Why would you do this to me? Higher consciousness. Five. The hell? <laughs> Can you believe that we're on five <laughs> already? I think not too far from now, if we haven't already passed it, I put it on the calendar. I don't actually remember. Will be our one year anniversary since we've launched. Yeah. Because we launched in Virgo Seed. What what's it say on the calendar? I like want you to look, look now that up, I'm like, no, yeah, look it up. It's in there. I know it's in there. I don't think we passed it yet. What date were you thinking? Is it next week? I mean, I'm... Okay, let me see. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll find it. I'll sure. it out. Okay. So, season five, we're doing a whole season of love. Since we just got married three times, in fact. Um, we th- Even before we went on our, our wedding season there, we had decided that we were going to transition uh, after we got married into talking about love because you know we talked about a lot of different subjects we talked a lot about healing Uh, we talked a lot about just consciousness in general on the last season season four was much more about just sort of the physical sciencey kind of aspect yes of consciousness and our conscious awareness Um, but now i think we want to get into the emotions that we all kind of share. Emotions, after all, are the language of consciousness. It's not in your calendar for some reason. Well, if it's not in my calendar, then it ain't in your calendar. No, it is. Well, then you didn't share it with me. No, so. I did. You may have just not accepted oh, it. Oh, come the F on. It's I true, accept I did. every single thing that you put into our shared calendar. See, this is... So... I look into that. Right. <laughs> so, you're... Go look at your phone. Oh, but your phone is recording us right now, so yeah, you so can't, we, look, we that can't look at it. Not as important as you may think it is right now, though. So. No, I know, but you know, I want it. Somehow oh, I got to two thousand and twenty. She wants to know. She wants to know. Maybe that's why I was in two thousand and twenty. I was in the wrong month. <laughs> so this is the Dave part of higher consciousness. Yes, this is so the Dave part of higher consciousness. We are talking today about breakups. Uh, relationships that maybe were pretty great in the beginning, but mm, fizzled out. Find it. Yeah, I had a feeling you wouldn't be. It's in my calendar, but it's not in your calendar for some reason. I can't wait to look and see if it's in your calendar because it is probably not. But I bet you five dollars. I don't want to. Calendar's right there. So I'll look it up on that calendar. That one will know. But yes, as you were saying, we're going to be talking about breakups, and Mm -hmm. we just got married. We did three times. I don't know why you just transitioned it from breakups into we got married, so. Well, because. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like made it sound like, well, we're talking about breakups and we just got married, so. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're done. No. <laughs> no, I meant like 
to, to piggyback on what you were saying that, you know, we just got married and because we just got married, we wanted to do a full season about love, yep. relationships, and mm -hmm. all the things that That's go right. along with that. That's right. <laughs> and we decided we we're going to talk about breakups because breakups are what led us to one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously I think everybody goes through lots of breakups in their life. Um, you know, even if it's just a small breakup in your little high school, you know, romance or whatever. I mean, a lot of people actually meet their soulmate in high school and continue on. But uh, for a lot of us, uh, it takes a while. Um, yeah. So to find that right person. Everybody's um, path is going to be different. Yeah. So before we get into all that, though. We have to do the blessing. We got other things we got to take care of here. So. Shout out to Canna Hit This for this little baby bowl here. Canna Hit This. Canna Hit This and Better Butter Brothers for providing us with some good bud as Better always. And shout out to A Meaningful Dream for providing us this higher consciousness bundle. Uh, mm. So let's start with this. Mm. Just and it's a dinner. fresh baby. My goodness. I know dinner was Probably great. Probably should have this recorded before dinner. But that's all right. That's all right. It's, it is what it is. We're here. We're doing it right now. So, <laughs> the moment is the moment. The moment is the moment. So what I'm going to do is just I'm going to help open up the space so we can have a really good conversation. Let's take a couple deep breaths together. One more time. And cleanse the space. We open up this space. We ask that our spirit guides and our ancestors be with us today as we deliver these messages to the collective. Thank you so much for your love and your abundance. Mary Jane and this beautiful bundle. Thank yeah. you and amen. You, you I'm sorry. <laughs> the smoke hit me like so abruptly, so I felt oh, it was like right by sorry. my face. <laughs> Like, Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. So, all right, so we're going to do the blessing right here so you can see it. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bless you, Mary Jane, and thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for your abundance. Thank you for your love and support. And thank you for making this a dope show. May we have a great time, and may what we have to share open the hearts and the minds and the perspectives of those who are listening and or watching. Thank you again for all that you give us and all the healing that you have helped us with. We bless you and we thank you. So dope it be. So dope it be. So the question is, is do we start with a bow or do we start with a joint? It's a joint? What are you talking about? <laughs> I ain't gonna smoke a bowl and then go to a joint. I mean, you could. You, I mean, yeah, it's physically possible, but typically I like to tackle the large thing first and then maybe finish it up with the smaller thing. So, like, if you got two different sized pieces of pizza on your plate, you typically eat the bigger one first. You don't eat the smaller one first, right? Well, I mean, from my perspective, if you eat the big pizza first, then you're gonna have a better chance of eating that smaller piece, right? Rather than if you eat that small piece and you're like, oh, you know, I'm still kind of full, or I'm feeling kind of full, you may not be able to make it through that big piece. So I always tackle the big thing first. Kind of like a project, right? right. You tackle the big, big part big of the project thing. first, and then you tackle all the little details later. Yes. So big project, little no details. <laughs> That's great. I love it. So, okay, breakups. 
I will say that the last breakup I had was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my entire life. I wouldn't have told you that in that moment, maybe. Yeah, it was too tight. Um, yeah, it's okay. Maybe loosen it up a little bit. But it truly did transform me as a person and as a being, and it eventually led me to Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give you a backstory for like my my personal past, right before I met Dave, well, a couple months, six months before I met Dave, I went through a breakup process um, because it wasn't just a, a breakup one and done sort of thing. It was a breakup and then like slowly remove myself from that situation because I was living with them. I had animals with them. I had all kinds of shit. I had to figure out where I was going to live and... It was a long time coming. It was one of those relationships where I should have ended it much sooner. Looking back at it, however, everything happens for a reason. Everything is divine timing. But I would say it took me about four years to really come to terms with being able to leave that relationship. Um, And it took a lot for me to get to that point to be able to be like, this is not healthy for me. This isn't good for me. This isn't what I want. And I think what made me hold on for so long was the potential, the idea that maybe it could change and maybe it could be better. That, yes, I did think that this person was going to be around for forever. But then when I look back at it, I was treated like absolute horseshit. No, not like any other shit. Horseshit. Because that's a lot of shit. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. And it's sort of like compact into like a nugget. And it wasn't just by my ex, it was by some of, uh, not all of the, my ex's family, but even some of my ex's family wasn't really good to me either. So it was not something that I really felt safe being in, but it also created this sense of not feeling safe, even if I were to leave it, which I think is partly why it took so long, because I was scared. I wasn't sure what I was going to do, how I was going to live, how I was going to pay for part of the bills and all the other things. It's a, it's a rough situation to be, in a way, like, trapped in a relationship with someone. Trapped. You know, like, I I wouldn't say that I've ever felt trapped, per se, in a relationship. However, I, I, I went through a lot of self-discovery in my relationships. And when I met you, uh, I realized that I had been giving too much of my own power away in relationships Mm -hmm. and not speaking my mind and not um, being more vocal about what I was thinking and feeling Uh, for fear of that other person, you know, not liking that side of me and then leaving me, right? Right. Um, I have, how many breakups have you had? Major like, like, breakups? No, I'm talking like major, like people that you dated for quite a while. Not just like went out on a Tinder date and you were like, you don't look like your photos. Fuck you, guy. Like, <laughs> Well, I will say I did a lot of my dating in high school. And I did, um, I used to do this thing where it would be like looking back at it now, it's quite funny. And I always knew who I was going to date next, which sorry, guys, like I don't mean to, but I did. Um it was this thing where I would date somebody for three months, then I would not... Um, this joint is coming apart as a scene. I see that. I see that. I'll take care of it. I mean, be my guest. But I used to do this thing where it was 
in a relationship for three months and then I was out of a relationship for three months and then I found myself in another relationship for around that three month time. One lasted around six months. And actually all of those relationships, I think I had 12 different relationships, maybe more in high school. I don't remember. God damn, girl. I lost count. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, I like said. One. I did most of my dating now. I had a lot in high school and a little bit of middle school as well. Um, but actually nobody broke, I, let me rephrase that. Everyone broke up with me. It wasn't until the last two relationships where I was the one that broke up with them. Hmm. And those last two relationships were the more serious relationships. Whereas the other ones where I think were more like, nah, 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 nah. now there was this one person who I would say was semi-serious. And actually there was a couple of people. There were two people that I went through a breakup in high school that I managed to still be able to be friends right now in this time and in this moment. And those, those were, are nice. those are nice. And those ones were probably the, the harder ones that I went through in high school. Oh, and sure. both of them had the same conclusion that they didn't want the relationship and they thought I they both told me that they thought I could deserve more than what they could give. Interesting. Yeah, I I must say it's it's a, a really nice thing when you date someone and you have, you know, such a good relationship with them, but ultimately you find out that you maybe not aren't romantically paired well, mm -hmm. but you have such a good relationship with them that you still remain friends. Like that, that happened to me and my, my high school girlfriend that I dated between like junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. um, so we, she basically like left to go to Ohio, or, uh, Ohio to go to Oklahoma to go to college because uh, that's where she was originally from and I tried to make it work or we tried to make it work man was that a nightmare um, but, yeah, but it was you needed to go through right but at the same time like we're still friends like I I don't talk to her all the time but I mean I have still stayed in connection with her and if I ever needed anything I'm definitely you know positive she would help me out yeah I mean vice versa you know, I would definitely help her out if she needed my help. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've, I have maybe, like, two or three other relationships that I've been in that I could say something similar. Uh, but most of those other relationships, I'm pretty sure that other girl doesn't want to see my face ever again. So. Yeah. But. Um, I know I don't want to okay. see the people. I mean, anyway. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's no one how wants breakups to see, are, man. Yeah, like, no it's one wants really to see intense, that. you know. So it sometimes is. it's, it's just like it's too much, you know. Emotionless. Yes, because it can it can trigger yeah. things, you know. But then it can also be a thing like for me, like it would I would honestly feel like it would be um, not a safety thing, but it would be one of those things where it's like it doesn't need to happen. It just doesn't need to. We don't need to see each other. Like that. <laughs> just it, it's not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good thing. We, we, you know, I made. I've made peace with it, but it just would not be a good thing. I think. Right. I think it would just well, be. It would trigger too much. It gets one of those kind of breakups. I think most breakups, are one of those things where you're you're done and you leave that person's life and you're yeah. not meant to be in that life with them anymore, and that's it. Well, I was explaining to you the other day that you know many of my past relationships many of the women the women that i dated um they were all very much just uh an archetype they were this beautiful 
on the outside goddess, but then on the inside, not not so much. Um, many of the girls that I dated were just emotionally unavailable. Just had their own Which things going on. Yeah, had their their own things going on, their own uh, neuroses or or self conscious issues that weren't being addressed, and they thought by being with someone that that would help, or being with someone like me would help. Because I'm typical. I'm not a typical dude. Like I'm a nice dude. I'm. I'm. I would say I'm uh, much more of a, a feminine dude versus like that masculine man, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can be a masculine man. I was if I say, to. You have the very. You um, have. It's, it, you're interesting because you do have very. You're very in touch with your feminine, but you're also in touch with your your masculinity as well. Right. So you know, it a lot of times in, in relationships for me, like a lot of times. I would be, for whatever reason, attracted to the girl that wanted more of that masculine, dominating man in their life, almost like their father in a way, you know, rather than me. Um, however, there were some women that I think liked me at first because I wasn't like most men, but I was sort of more in touch with my feminine side. However, when they got into the relationship with me, they were like, oh, wait, I'm not sure if I really want that after all, you know? But again, it's that. I think a lot of us, when we're young, it's that type of time of our lives when we're evolving and changing and, mm -hmm. and experimenting and trying things out and, and saying like, well, I didn't like that, so maybe I'll try this. Oh, maybe I don't like that as much. Oh, maybe I'll try this, you know? So it is sort of fraught within the landscape of early relationships in your life that things are going to happen yeah. that aren't going to be so great, you know? Mm -hmm. But it pushes you in an ultimate direction towards the things that are great. Exactly. And we found so. one another. <coughs> right. Three weddings later in the honeymoon. <laughs> still here. Yes, still here. So, yes, um, the whole, I want to kind of dive deeper into, oh, like, shit. the consciousness aspect oh, of a breakup. Yeah. So, like, what does that do consciously, collectively, and individually? That's so, cool. I feel like what... Think about it. So it can, depending on what kind of breakup, because love is one of the things that we all strive for and all want. Love is like the ultimate energy that is here for I mean, us. you could it's say just, love is really the only emotion, uh, the, the yes, that's pantheon what I was trying of, to say. well, the pantheon of emotion really is either a different expression of love or lack of thereof. Right. right. So like exactly. fear is the fear of not having love, right? right. Anger. I am angry that I am not experiencing love, yes. right? Yes. Um, joy is just an expression of, of love. love, right? right. Same as excitement, yes. right? Excitement and happiness are very different, but it's still all around that central idea of, of love. love. And consciously, that so that's ingrained in our conscious, and that's a part of consciousness. It's consciousness. Just, consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oftentimes you get the nest part at the end, so I always have I to know. like remind you. Nest, Well, I meant to say conscious, I and then I meant to say consciousness, because uh, um, I was saying it's in uh, embedded in our conscious, right? I see. It's something that is a part of us, just naturally. I mean, we are created by the act of love or one physical act of love, which is sex, right? 
And so, right. like, that's one. That's just one, you know, of many different acts of love. But here's another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, it's already like something that we ultimately come into this life with something that we also want to grow more of and crave. And again, it's an expression of emotions. So when a breakup happens, it can really consciously change the way we see love. And it could either, hmm, it could do a lot. It could make us go forth on a path that is maybe not in alignment for us. Or maybe it makes us go forth on a path that is in alignment for us. And it can change the way that we are, how we perceive ourselves, how we act out into the other into the world, how we receive information, how we receive love, mm-hmm. how we give love, what we even see. So like a breakup can like really shake the whole concept of love within us mm-hmm. both collectively and individually because if there's enough of us co- on a collective level that are experiencing these heartbreaks but are not healing from it then collectively we aren't going to maybe be able to grow in an elevation of love wow. but rather we would maybe just stay stuck or repeat those similar patterns but the more that we work on love whether it be self, mostly self-love, because um, mastery of the self is mastery of the universe. And when we master love, the ultimate, the only emotion, we can, I think, truly master everything. And so it can just drastically change our, our life. It can drastically change the collective consciousness. It can drastically change generational karma, our own karma. I mean, I can't tell you how many, like, love pattern cycles I've seen in my family other people's families just in general like it happens it's a part of a cycle right Right. so breakups are truly interesting because they can be a starting point for somebody in some fashion or it can almost be like an end point for them if they see it that way and there's so many stories that we know about and hear about that are created because somebody had their heart broken well yeah well most most all uh, i would say a majority of human expression is based off of either the experience of great love or the experience of great loss of love right um I heard once, some, I can't remember exactly what the quote is. I think Ethan Hawke, I don't know if he said it or if he was quoting it from someone else, but um, I, I saw this like video of Ethan Hawke talking about um, the arts and how important the arts is to all of humanity and how a lot of people aren't artistically inclined or don't see it as an important thing within society. I mean, really, when you look at our educational system, the arts aren't really given a whole lot of funding. Or They're attention. the first ones to get fucking cut. Right. Um, but when you think about it, the way that Ethan put it is that everybody needs that type of connection to emotion and, and our humanity at a particular moments within our lives. And it's typically when we're low. Typically when we've lost some kind of connection to love that we once had. Oftentimes when you, 
you know, break up with uh, someone, when someone dies, you know, when something happens to you in your life that shakes you to your core, then you're looking for that. You're looking for an expression of, of emotion, right? In order to understand your own emotion, to understand what you're feeling right then, right? Um, so to me, I think it is imperative upon all of us to be connected to our emotions and be connected to what we see within our emotions. And yes. I mean, without diving too far away from the original subject of the show, I personally have been going through a lot of that myself that's unrelated to our topic. However, I think it's still all the same thing, right? Is, you know, you can have, you know, things happen <clears throat> to you that, that you can see as a setback or as a push in the right direction. And breakups are oftentimes seen as setbacks, but most often they are pushes in the right direction. It's the Fibonacci sequence. It's a yeah. setback in order to move forward, to make right. the quantum move You have move to look forward. back in order to understand how to move forward. Yes. Right? And it's interesting because, like, in a sense, if we're talking in the Fibonacci sequence sense or looking back, now, remember, other people are essentially you, a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. So what breakups are in a state, or essentially are a death of identity of who you used to be mm -hmm. and how you used to love. Sorry, I'm like and fidgeting so, with my pillows here because <laughs> like my back is like killing me right now. So I'm trying to like find a comfortable spot. That's okay. I think that's better. Yes. All right, continue. I'm sorry. That's okay. So I was saying that breakups are essentially like, you know, the other person being a reflection of you. It's you breaking up with an older version of you that no longer is mm. in alignment with you. And that's, that's how, like, going back, right, right? That's us going back and, like, realizing, like, oh, shit, this isn't for me, depending on, you know, your stance. Or maybe you're somebody who gets shocked. Like, let's say you're the breaker-upper. And you consciously are looking back in the relationship and you're seeing that there's just not, there's not a lot of moving forward. It's more setting back and setting back and back and back. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to be real and honest with yourself and ask yourself like, what, what, what are you doing? What's happening? Why are you here? And why is this happening? And again, everything is a reflection of you. So that just means like, there was a point in my life where I was just really toxic and I was mm -hmm. just really not a good like person as like or I mean, or maybe there. not the best person. Like okay. I think I, I think everyone is a good person, but I think everyone Well, good and bad is not really a thing. Right. And I think I think, you know, sometimes we don't even realize that we're being toxic, especially if we've had situation so much to reinforce those kind of behaviors. Well, um, typically people who have been traumatized, be it verbally or physically, tend to re-traumatize and, and you know, continue that cycle. So. Be the victim or yeah. the abuser. Yeah. So it's basically like you breaking up with a part of yourself and you coming to terms with the fact that that isn't for you as the breaker-upper. Right. Um, so that's essentially like how we go back and but then we have to move forward. Now if you're the person getting broken up with, it would it that back and forth wouldn't happen until after you've been broken up with because you're gonna look back after you've been broken up with yeah. and try to figure, try out, to figure out how what happened. Yeah, how it went that way. 
and eventually, hopefully, would come to the terms and give enough time or in a process. Because that's the thing, too, is sometimes when we do breakups, like, we, we, respond, breakups? we respond in such different ways, you know, and it's all dependent on, I think, you know, who we are and what's available to us, what we've been taught, how, how we feel like we should handle these things. Um, and sometimes we can handle breakups in ways that, like, fuck, like, I didn't think I would handle that. Like, you kind of learn about who you are when you have well, a breakup. Well, it's funny that you say it because that's a good segue into something I was thinking about yeah. in, in the idea that within breakups, there is a certain conscious, you know, evolution that you go through mm-hmm. the more you go <clears throat> through it, right? Yeah. So, like, I remember... Uh, my very first, like, real breakup, right? I mean, because, gosh, like, I had girlfriends in grade school. I had girlfriend. I had a girlfriend when I was in, like, kindergarten, man. She a, may not say that, but she, we, were, we were together. I mean, since preschool. Uh, yeah, see? Like, we all have these, like, little relationships as we grow old, right? We knew friends that were like, oh, yeah, you guys it, were, like, the, the it couple. Yeah, and it can be tough, like, as a kid, you know, because, like... <laughs> It's it's not as intimate as it is when you get older, yeah. but it's still like, oh, that's sad. You know, I'm very sad about that. You know, you might not like cry and cry and cry and feel like your heart's ripping out of your chest. You know, depending but, on like how you love as a kid. Yeah, depending on how. I'm I'm I'm. But most judge. of the time, it's yeah. Uh, or I shouldn't <laughs> assume. I should say, but um, I think when you get older, you know, for me, when I went through the very first breakup with my high school girlfriend. Um, you know, that was rough, man. Like, I remember um, we actually, because she broke up with me preemptively, like, right before she went off to college mm-hmm. because she was like, ah, oh, you know, I just, I don't want to, like, be in this relationship and then have to do, like, the back and forth stuff. So we're just going to break up now. And she broke up with me on my birthday. <laughs> on my birthday. She broke up with me on my birthday. <coughs> like, quite literally... <coughs> Did she know it was your birthday? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, <coughs> she just really wanted to make it very clear. I guess. I don't know. Um, it was weird. So, basically... Or like, just, just her being really mean. Well, yeah. but the, the interesting thing was, to me, is that she broke up with me, like, months and months and months and months before she had to leave. I mean, she had to leave in, like, July or August, and she broke <coughs> up with me in February, well, you know? Yeah, probably so, because she wants I was a like, what the fuck? So, um, but that's the thing is I was okay with it. Well, I was, I shouldn't say okay with it. I was understanding of it, you know, and, um, I went with it. I was not okay with it. But she, she came back, you know, and she's like, this is stupid. We should just be together and like enjoy our time and let's, let's give it a shot, you know? Um, so like 17, something like that. Um, so then we, you know tried the long distance thing for a while Mm -hmm. and that was really rough because we didn't get to i mean this is before facetime and like reliable video chats Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so all you had was phones and um we couldn't really talk to one another more than like maybe a couple times a week i mean a guy actually to a point where we could only talk to one another once a week and i mean that's no way to really carry on a relationship um yeah so you know, that was, that was just really rough. And, and I remember when I broke up or when she, we finally broke up, cause at that point we had kind of broken up a couple of times. Um, it was sort of like a mutual understanding, like this just isn't working. Um, but it was rough, man. I thought for sure for a long time I was going to marry her, you know, like I was like very, very much like planning the future and like all that sort of stuff. 
And when that happened, I mean, that's devastating to me. I was, yeah. I was really broken up about that relationship for years after that. I remember I didn't actually date much during college because of it. Um, I was so focused on my, my schoolwork and so simultaneously broken up about that whole situation that I just, I didn't put myself out there. I didn't put the energy out there that I wanted anything. Um, so it didn't come. Um, and then I dated, I don't know, like half a dozen, maybe more girls after that, you know, from the periods of like a month to six months. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last relationship I was in, I was with that person for two years almost. Um, yeah. and that was, that was really great for a while, but as a lot of these relationships go, sometimes it fizzles out because that other person's just not ready or that other person's just not in the right space. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Or they're just um, going on a different path or something. Yeah. Like, you know, it can be a lot of different things. Well, I remember my real, my, my very last relationship, um, she was just very depressed and I, I didn't quite see it at first. Um, it took many months for it to be very apparent to me that she something was very wrong. Um, but it, I mean, she it reviewed, takes time for people to, well, to even accept that. The, you know? the roughest it's not part, an easy thing to I think come to terms with. Well, no, but I mean, I guess like the roughest part for me is that she told me that she had been depressed and didn't want, or she had been depressed for over a year, and that she didn't want. She had decided that she didn't want to be with me, and she'd stayed with me for over a year because of whatever obligation or fear of my my feelings or whatever um but it it, you know it almost kind of struck me as like as much as I would have been sad you know had we not had that last year because there was a lot of fun times that we had together I felt like we had fun Mm -hmm. um at the same time it was just like man I really kind of wish you would have told me because that would have been maybe a better uh, like a you know, opportunity for you to find something else and me to find something else as well, you know? Um, but again, everything happens for a reason when it's supposed to happen. Um, and like I said before, I mean, like it was like two months after that relationship when I met you, mm-hmm. but it was like, it pushed me, right? Cause like every relationship that I had up until that point was challenging me to, put out to the universe exactly what I wanted. And it seemed as though every single time I wanted something different. Um, But the thing was, is I wasn't including my own self-love in that equation, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I was only thinking about attaining a a particular, you know, archetype of a companion. Mm -hmm. And then that would make me happy. Right. Rather than saying, fuck that, I just want to be happy, and this is what I'm going to do to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did after the last breakup. I, I, I started working out again because I had stopped working out, and I really loved it, so I, I decided to start working out, and I gained a couple pounds, so I wanted to you know, get myself back out there, you know? So I had started working out. I started, you know, just meditating more. I started taking a better mental <laughs> care of myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I started you know, hanging out with friends that I hadn't seen in a long time and just, you know, being in that energy again. Um, and again, it just changed. Everything changed. Your energy just changes. And because of your energy changes, your exterior changes to coincide with it. Oh, yeah. So. It does. Major. I know that when I actually... Actually? 
I was just thinking one of the very first things that I did shortly after I broke up with my last ex of almost eight years was start smoking weed. Like, legit. Oh, girl. Yeah. And, like, you know, he had been trying to do it. And, like, there were a couple times where I did it. But, honestly, like, I would hit it and, like, I would never feel it. I would never, like, get it. And, like, I know, like, I wasn't doing much differently by the time I was out of the relationship. Like, honestly, I think I was so tense and so worked up that, like, I was just blocking it. Like, yeah, not being sense. able to, like, fully receive the the, the like experience. Or something. <laughs> like, trying to keep Sorry. you in the frame. Um, so, yeah. And ever since then, I've been smoking weed. But, like, up until then, like, I don't think I would have been Speaking nearly of... of like, nearly as open about it as I am now, I don't think it would be fully as accepted. I think that it's just the the relationship with it just wasn't a good beginning relationship in that relationship because that relationship was no longer good for me. And so it allowed me to create a relationship with Mary Jane. Mm. And then... Um, hmm. and here we are, higher consciousness. So hmm. it's interesting because it, it led me to something that I feel like I would consider this as like a soul purpose or soul calling. And it's interesting that you say that because I remember specifically, I was talking with my buddy Kane, uh, right before we were going to work out one day. And this is like, I am here. very similar, uh, or very, uh, soon after, uh, my last breakup. And we were, we were headed to the gym, and uh, I just remember I was telling him all about it, or how I was thinking and feeling. And one of the things I said was, you know, I am absolutely done with dating people who aren't going to have um, like-minded tendencies of mine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have all the, the compassion, love, and empathy for those opposite couples out there. Uh, because I think well, you do, we are in a way opposite, but you have to admit <clears throat> there is a hell of a lot that we have in common. Um, and I think for me, you know, I mean, my rat, my last relationship, my, my ex didn't smoke <laughs> at all. And she, she tried like you and it just wouldn't, you know, do anything for it. Um, and it's funny because like at the time I loved it because I was just like, well, I get to smoke all of my weed and <laughs> she's not going to just be smoking all my weed all the time. Well, back then know? too, it wasn't as um, readily as like available as it is now. Right. So I was like, just, I was, I was okay with it at first, but I think after a while it was just like, you know, I, I would have to like go outside to smoke because she didn't want me smoking in her apartment. So I'm just like sitting on the balcony and just smoking by myself. And I'm like, oh, this is really lame, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that was one of my... Mary Jane is meant to be shared. Yeah, like, that was one of my things, is that, like, my next partner was going to be someone who smoked, uh, because I, I wanted to make sure that we could share that, and I, I also wanted them to be artistic, and I wanted them to, you know, have a kind of similar... I have compassion for it. I remember my ex told me uh, she could care less about my art, to be honest with you. Like, she wow. didn't like it at all. I mean, she wasn't into it. It's not that she didn't like it. She well, when just you wasn't say it like that, you make it sound like it was, like... It wasn't her thing, man. It just wasn't her thing. She wasn't impressed by it. She didn't, like, think it was all that important or valuable. You know, like... It, well, but it's that... 
But that's the thing is like, you know, I... No, yeah, that's just not... I didn't not, give a shit about makeup and it was like her life. <clears throat> like, she loved makeup, man. She was all about it. And she had all kinds of other things like roller derby and shit, but like, she just spent so much time on her makeup and she was all about watching the, the beauty glam stuff, so... Um, but no there's something wrong with that but that's the thing that's another thing too is that like relationships do show you different aspects about the world and expand your consciousness how you see the world about how you see the world in some fashion not fully but because you still learn a lot from the other person like that person isn't like fully and entirely you it's just another perspective another observer of you well you totally pull it's something i didn't even anticipate honestly but you totally pulled me back into the spiritual aspects of my life that i got out of because i was i was in it hardcore (laughs) i was in it hardcore for the the mayan calendar period right like the 2012 era um i i was 100 I remember going to a dinner with some friends and talking about that stuff and and saying with utter conviction that, like, everybody's consciousness was going to raise at the same time. We were going to have this aha moment. The whole world was going to change. We were all going to, like, be peace and love, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I guess I'm not that saying that it's not what happened. That is to happen, but, but not, it's, it's not, like, we're not there yet. I was, like, 100. I had, a, I had a particular vision in my head of how it was going to go. Um, and then when it didn't happen, I just like <clears throat> stopped doing all of that spiritual stuff for a while. Um, and it's so funny how, go ahead. Well, it's funny because like I, I stopped for a little while and then I kind of got back on because there was sort of this, like, I had a couple friends independently come tell me that they felt like a shift and that felt like a validating kind of fact. So I kind of got back into it a bit and, um, you know, I really went for it until I did comic books and mm-hmm. I got into comics and I did my first book Atlas which is all about a metaphysical superhero Yeah. and then I feel like when that book didn't do as well because I really had high hopes for that book did like transform my life um, and and I, I felt like I, I didn't really make as big waves as I wanted to um, that's when I really fell off and I just stopped meditating I stopped practicing any kind of like spiritual you know stuff and I just went full on into work and um, you know, making my comic book career happen, and um, I couldn't handle that after a while, man. Like it, well, like, yeah, because it's like just, basically you're disassociating a part of who we, us humans. Like it's being spiritual is a part of being a human. I was drinking a lot back then too, and I drank a lot back then. Well, yeah, comparatively, that can suppress any of, kind of growth that uh, you're wanting to manifest for yourself it's interesting because my 2012 experience i remember i was i think i was on like i remember seeing a a big poster about it like years before 2012 was happening i think i was in chicago on like a school bus ride or something in like the 7th or 8th grade and i remember seeing a big poster about 2012 end of the world and like I remember like sure was it for the movie 2012 I think it was for the movie 2012 <laughs> honestly now that I think about it like that was the very first association I had with 2012 so then That's when great. all the the 2012 stuff started to happen it was like 
it was already like ingrained into my head that like oh like people think the world's just gonna end like yeah. and it's just gonna be the I never thought it made me go end. into the read the revelations um in revelations yeah like the it foretells the the revelations in the bible is very interesting because the bible really is just like all like metaphors and allegories and all kinds of things that are in like encrypted you know it's not it's not literal and we have to remember man has written it and has drastically changed it for their own agenda over the years so being able to find like the real actual bible would take some time and energy but i know it's out there well like we are spirit but that spirit also comes through a human vessel yes right so we are that vessel i feel like in ways the the meat suit is the vessel (laughs) right of the spirit i feel like in ways like no matter what like you're you're constantly having to stay vigilant about Mm -hmm. your own like sense of truth and wisdom yeah right you know like It can it can change and it should change, but you also have to make sure it doesn't change in such a way that it is demonstrative to your own well being. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, because that can and it can, you can that, believe that certain can, stories about yourself that are just super false, and then that is a self fulfilling prophecy. Well, you write then, that into your karma. You right. write that, in, and then it becomes a thing where you have to then un, unlearn it and well and. break yourself free from it and I can tell you that there's definitely a lot of things that I told myself or really believed in whether it was from that relationship or another previous relationship or anything like that that I believed and made it a part of who I was in my story and it took years of me shutting that and realizing that those are other people's stories not Mm -hmm. my own and I was taking it as if they were mine and it's interesting how you said that I created a, a spiritual path, like this in, in, inspiration you for you to, to, come, back to, to come back to it. Because when I was leaving the last relationship, I was beginning to enter into it. I was like following mm. it myself because I was mm. looking for something more. And I was so desperate because it wasn't happening in my love life. It wasn't happening in other parts. I didn't feel yeah. like I had many friends. I had friends, but I didn't feel like really good about myself honestly so I was just desperate to seek out some kind of thing and Mm -hmm. the spirituality just kind of found me I wasn't even looking for it to be totally honest and it makes sense because looking back into my childhood yeah like back in 2011 when I started that I wasn't looking for it I wasn't looking for it at all it it's weird because I I know specifically what started it too yeah. Yeah. It was um, these uh, series of YouTube videos called Spirit Science. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I started, That's right. That's like I don't know what happened because, like, before <laughs> that, I swear to God, like, so I was a graphic designer for quite a while. And I was working for this company uh, back in 2010, 11. And uh, I, <laughs> I had this routine of just listening to cartoons and tv shows while i worked i wasn't watching them i was just listening to them as i was you know so doing my stuff i mean it's just I like listening just to like, like a radio show yeah like, like i just really enjoyed listening specifically specifically south park because like <laughs> south, i don't know why it was because just so episodic and, and like each one was so self-contained and funny you know it makes sense because i think it allows you well 
I think it opens up your imagination because it right. kind of forces you to use your imagination to kind of picture like what's yeah, happening. Because I've seen those, those episodes like a billion times. So, person, so right, so I can picture everything in my head as I'm as I'm working. But anyway, so I don't know what got me into it, but all of a sudden I just <laughs> I stumbled upon a, a spirit science video. And um, I think it might have been, like, the whole hype about 2012 and, like, how that was going to be, you know. And I was really kind of like, what the fuck is this all about? So I dived into spirit science, and I was so enthralled by it because there were so many concepts that were similar to things that I had thought myself, but had never vocalized to anybody. Because mm-hmm. I had been on a search for truth ever since I can remember. Um, I remember when, when I was taught the story of of Jesus in the Bible and the typical, like, Christian, you know, myth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of it didn't make sense. So I was just like, what is this all about? I need to know more. There's a lot of gaps. Right. So, and then, well, the biggest one for me was... At least in my experience. Well, not to get off to track too much, but, like, the biggest one for me was the the fact that there were so many different religions and everyone believed that theirs was the right one and that only one could be the right one. So I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what? So, um, but anyway... I think that, like, that propelled me into my spiritual development. And I will say, when I was going through that period of my life, I remember it as, uh, as well as being a period of great turmoil in my relationships because I was having an issue in um, the sexual side of the, of the relationship that can happen to some guys where you just, you can't perform. And that can have a massive impact on a relationship. And yes, for me... Yes, is a big part of a relationship. Right. And for me, it became tied in with my future and the thought of, will I ever be able to have a sustainable, normal relationship again? Um, and it kind of became a thing where, like, sex was, like, a panic-inducing experience for me. Mm-hmm. And so it took me, like, many, many, many years to figure out what was going on, to come to kind of terms with my issues. Uh, but also, while whilst I was doing all of that, I was meditating and, and manifesting a partner that would, you know, be a particular vision of what I saw in a partner. And when I broke up, well, when the breakup happened with my last, uh, with my ex, there was a period there when I was manifesting you unknowingly, I think. I wasn't consciously thinking about it, but I was, or consciously like saying, I want this in in my next partner. But mm-hmm. I was, I had it in my, my, my psyche that I wanted someone that was going to help me to work through things like that rather than, because my, my ex was just, when I asked her, like, you don't want to work on our, our stuff? Like, you don't want to work on this? Like, you don't want me to help you, like, become less depressed? And she was like, no, I want out. Like, I want gone. I don't want to, well, That's know, a kind of thing. I don't want to work on it, because, you know? Yeah, because it's, it's too much. It's, it becomes a thing where right. they just can't because they have to just work on themselves, I think. In some right, fashion. they have to work on themselves first. Yes. And I think you and I, in a short period of time, did a lot of work on ourselves yes. that then led us to one another. Yes. And, and the, since that that has then it blossomed into, you know, like I am, I know for me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I can say this confidently for you too, 
I am living a life right now that I never in a million years thought yeah. that I would be living yeah. and had any inkling at all that it was an, a good or important thing for me to do. You know, like most of my life up until that point, I was following what I thought was the right way of going about life, what was the right, the, what I thought was the right way of going about my life in particular, because I'm a very different person too than most. Um, but at the same time, I also wanted to make sure that I was doing what I wanted to do and what the universe ultimately has in store for me. And bringing those two things together mm -hmm. is what I think propels you faster, right? And I think that's what happened to us. Yes. Is that like we put ourselves in the right alignment and that propelled us quicker to finding one another. Yes. In that moment. That's at least what I think happened. Because we were willing to, to do the work. We were I had no idea what I was do. about to say there. And it quite literally just like vomited out my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I, I admitted a panic where I was like, wait, where am, what am I saying? Where am I going with this? What's my next I know. Word it's like the trail of Mary Jane. Like yeah. sometimes she can take you and things. Yeah, Mr. Gatsby. I, it, I mean, it was about six months that I met you. And the work on self doesn't stop. Like the moment you meet your, your soulmate... <laughs> doesn't mean that your your working on the self stops like no 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 it continues and it will always continue um but when you meet the right person that I think it's just you worked on that part of yourself that you needed to work on in order to attract that person right and I remember like for right. me I did some really hardcore manifestation for you I <laughs> Very, like, I really I did. Some. I didn't do, I didn't go, like, that's to the level I, that you went to. Yeah, I went building to. Building altars. Well, yeah. Lighting candles. But that's just how I manifest. You know, it's like another version of a vision board, but just a more physical per perception of it. Um, per, per, per. Per, per. I was thinking, I was like, what's the word? I was like, I don't know if perception is the word, but that's the only word I can come out, so I and guess I'm that's it. going for it. <laughs> So, um, so what I did, like for me, I wrote a list and I almost like, I like to like write manifestations. Well, now I'm doing it in through I am statements, but I would like basically letters to the universe. So it'd be like, dear universe. Dear Jesus. Hi, it's me, Liz. <laughs> oh my God. And I would be, I would just basically list out in a long paper like my paper for you i don't think i've ever showed you i don't think i should show you. you i know i have it still i save all of everything that i manifest so i can always look back at it and see like okay this is like what i did it's like this i always save my sketches so i look back and i can see how bad of an artist yeah I'm, I'm or as me i burn all my sketches because <laughs> i don't like them i don't keep anything we're like nope this needs to be destroyed you're, you're that student that i'm screaming at like why are yeah. you throwing your stuff away because i don't Stop like it. it and i'm going to burn it and it's, it's going, going to, to die. die yeah <laughs> so something better can come but um so i wrote a list where i basically was like i i am so grateful and thankful for my romantic relationship with a partner who is artistic and very loving and supporting and just basically like listed off all these things and even went into detail of like manifesting a house in Hazel Park uh Ferndale area like mm -hmm. and we live in the area in this space like and I know that we I did that when we were manifesting for this house too but I basically did that where I was just naming off the traits that I would like to see in a partner 
and basically also writing that I am happy, I am, you know, ecstatic, I feel love, I feel supported. So I really focused on like the feeling aspect. And then I created Ooh, candles. I created candle altars for it. I read my list every single day. I, um, what else did I do? I carried crystals. I used this one crystal that's the shape of a pea, um, but it's called rotocrosite. I use crystals too to manage yes. you. Well, I used to wear mine in my bra back when I wore bras. I don't wear bras anymore. I did not. Yes. <laughs> but I would wear it in my bra so it would sit in my heart chakra space. So I would always oh. know that it's there, but then also allowed it to do work on my I heart I just thought chakra. you girls like putting things in your bras. I didn't realize No, we put, I mean, yeah, sometimes. Like, they're nice put pockets. Put it into your but, heart. Like, no, I, I, I see girls pull out, like, credit cards and IDs and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I've done why are you too. Because they're great. They're great pockets, again. Um, but, you know, I was intentionally doing that. So I did that, and like I said, I was doing candles. But then at the same time, too, I was also doing work on myself. I was also trying to heal myself. I was trying to understand myself. I was trying to learn why this whole thing happened, how I got here. Like, what mm. can I make a, the best of it? How so at the, simultaneously, I was healing trying to do things to heal myself. I was also pushing myself more to in my career as well. Um, and I was pursuing dating um, when I was manifesting. And so I waited like three months before I like started to actively manifest because I took three months off to just kind of... And I was kind of... Yeah, and I kind of was enthralled by a couple of people. There was one person in particular. Um, but it's... We're just friends and I think this just was a heightened friend and it was very it was a very interesting relationship but it was a relationship that propelled me forward I think to be more serious about what I was looking for and to not you know gravitate towards people who are just not available yeah. in in some fashion and I think That's that was the pattern too. that I was going through man I, I pined after this but now one. it's in a better space you know I, I would say we could still be friends. I think we still are our friends like that that particular experience. But um but yeah, so then it wasn't until three months afterwards that I started to like actively manifest you and mm -hmm. actively and I went through a thing where I, I went through twelve people. You were the thirteenth person that I landed on because it was a thing where we would talk and I would be like, nope, we're done. Or we would go That's on Jesus. a date, nope, we're done. Like I was in a space where I was like, if I'm not feeling it from the first time or if there's something like a red flag that you're giving me I'm immediately just ending it because I'm not playing anymore like that's exactly like what my mindset was I was nice about it but I was just like nope we're done nope we're not I'm not gonna do this or we're done pursuing this and then I had an arrangement man is what I said um <laughs> that's what I called him it was my uh, my arrangement it's called man. a booty call Liz yeah. it's well, called a arrangement booty man call. sounds more fancy and I like it that way it but it basically like, was a booty call it sounds it like a, a booty call. sexy <laughs> sounds like a sexy Ken doll you know <laughs> sexy Ken doll yeah man it does but the arrangement man was also interesting and good arrangement too. arrangement man yeah the arrangement man was good too because it allowed me I think to open up a little bit more sexually because I've always been somebody who like I could never I could never just like have sex with anybody like I had to like no, really? I had to know them. I had to oh, have some kind of mean. connection with them. Uh, I had I to like have some kind of like 
thing. Like, I could never, like, just go and have sex with somebody. No, like, no one-night-stand stranger booties? No, like, no. I never could make myself do that. I had a lot of people encourage me to do it, but I just, I could never do it. I could never, like, get myself to do that. Yeah, I must say... Because I it's also been... knew it was an energy... I Because, I mean, when you have sex, you are exchanging energy. Yeah. So you do, like, receive, like, their energy <laughs> as a female. Um, you receive men's, men's energy. And so I was, also, I was in this phase where I'm like, I've been cleansing myself. I don't want to have to cleanse my pussy all the time, too, and cleanse my energy all the time. Like... Because of, like, a potential what-if of a nightstand. Like, that was just mine. Now, I'm not against it. Like, go for it. Like, have fun. Like, I'm in full support of it. It's just I never could. That was, like, my mindset. Mm -hmm. And how I, like, just feel about it as much as I didn't want to feel that way. Like, I tried really hard mm -hmm. to, and I just, I just couldn't. It just wasn't, it's just not who I am. And, you know, I would say Liz, I think back then was sad about it, but I think I understand it now because it was a lot of like a protection thing more than anything. I mean, I, I feel that. I mean, I think when I was younger, I always wanted, you know, certain types of relationships or certain things within a relationship that never happened or, you know, I, I got close to, but just never really, cre you know, happened. And, you know, it just was uh, disappointing in the moment, disappointing, you know, for a yeah. while, but then yeah. you, you know, look back on it and you're like, oh, okay, I understand that person was kind of toxic or that person just didn't have great energy, you know. Oh, yeah, there's uh, just something about them. That I mean, I pined after good. this one girl for years, man. We dated for, like, a couple a couple months uh, for one summer, and then we stayed friends, and then we tried it again a couple years later, and, man, it just was, like, not good, you know. Yeah. Like, we, we were, I think we had a lot of fun together, mm -hmm. right? But I think there was just this imbalance in the energy where like I was just too much giving too much to her and she was just not giving much back you know yeah and that was just never gonna work and I think mm -hmm. that's the other part of relationships that you should be more cognizant of Give and you take. know are you giving too much to this relationship mm -hmm. and not getting enough back yep or vice, versa, or vice versa, right? Or are you realizing maybe this person's like giving me way too much and I don't feel like I'm giving them enough or I can mm -hmm. give them enough, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's typically people that don't have enough of their own cup filled first, right? What we were yes. just talking about earlier, the self-love aspect of the, the partnership, the, the coupling. Yes, which um, we'll dive even deeper into next the time next episode. Because we are all done. Well, First episode, I, season five, in the bag. <laughs> it was like, well, no, there's like a little more that I there's feel like wants to come out. a little more. It's, it's like two more. minutes over, three little, minutes over, Well, girl. technically it's not because Don't we, give me that bullcrap. It's not because this video was recording for a little over two minutes before we actually started well, the episode. So, just saying it. <laughs> so, basically, what I would like to say about breakups is that, again, like, they can change you and they can force us to do things that are new and exciting. Um, or sometimes they can have us do things that are maybe self-destructive. So, again, I mm -hmm. think when we go through breakups, one of the things that we need to ask ourselves after we've gone through a breakup is what do I need to do to fill my cup back mm -hmm. up? That's a good idea. Um, instead of like 
how can I escape this or what oh, kind of crazy shit or woe is me. Fuck like, that person. Yeah, exactly. Like instead of going to like those things, which now don't get me wrong, you're we're totally and we should <laughs> be expressing our emotions. Because if you're angry, then express your anger, okay? Time for but this. do it in the healthy way. Right. You know, like a way that's healthy and safe for everybody. Because breakups <laughs> like can cause us to do some crazy fucking shit, man. Like, and we see it all the time. We see it in movies. We've seen it with friends and family. Because our heart, again, love is the ultimate emotion. So when that love gets broken, when that love gets, like, destroyed... (laughs) I'm telling you, this is the end of the show, because kiddies are They're just like, I'm ready to play. It can cause us to do things. It can cause us to go into a very survivalistic mode. Yeah. where it becomes a thing where you become like vindictive and angry um to the point of manipulation and maybe even abuse your to ego, yourself your ego wants to be right your ego wants the other person to be wrong yes. you know like it's trying to to create this sense of self-preservation mm-hmm. right and that's mm-hmm. that's just not a great place to be always in and thinking about it's like mud man you can get stuck down in that mud yeah so I think the other thing, the last, the, the very, very last thing I like to say about breakups too is that when we do go through a breakup, if you do go through a breakup of some kind, and this breakup I don't think is just about love. Like this involves like friends, this involves family, this involves like any loved ones, honestly. Like this applies to all breakups um, of all types. Breakups are also doorways to new beginnings. They are trans. They are the of of. It is a form of transformation. It is a uh, how would I say an aspect, not an aspect, but a um, a proponent or an essential, almost like physical representation of a transformation. Mm, interesting. So, just know that if there is a breakup of some kind, whether it's a friend a loved one, a partner, or whatever, know that there's another door that is opening for you simultaneously while that door is being shut. You may not see that door. You may not know what that door is immediately, but you will eventually find it. But breakups don't just happen for a reason, especially traumatic ones. I feel like they are especially, they are gateways to things. So, Not just traumatic ones. I think breakups of all kind because they, they, they shake us. So it's like the concept of in order to create any Less kind of change, you have to destroy, but that also holds true for cycles. So mm-hmm. if you are holding on to this cycle of loss of love, reaction to that is anger, fear, frustration, jealousy. You'll see that play out in various ways throughout your life. Job, friends, family. The goal is to then take that breakup and to give it love and then to see that the breakup is actually pushing you in the direction of your your ultimate kind of fantasy or your ultimate your best self, your higher self. Something that is even better than that thing that you thought you lost. Yes. So that's a great way to end it. Yes, yes. So I was like, Nailed. see, there's like a little more that wanted to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, so, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so thank you so much for listening and or watching, depending on if you're listening via podcast or watching on our YouTube channel. That's right. So thank you so much for subscribing on our YouTube channel to those who have subscribed. And thank you for watching all of our Wake and Bake. So for those podcast wake listeners, I don't know, podcast, the podcast listeners know. So podcast, podcasters, podcasters, we are Listen on up. Instagram doing some mini shows every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We, we were doing it on instance. YouTube, but we, we moved, moved over to Insta. To the Instas. We packed up our bags. We rented the U-Haul. Yeah. YouTube kept trying to, honestly, YouTube was trying to tell us that the content, they kept, yeah, for sexually, like, explicit stuff, yeah, and what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about? And it was every video, every week. Yeah, but anyway, so we're, we're good now. So, it was just a thing where it was like, I feel the call, we felt the call to go to Instagram. So, Instagram, (coughs) Eastern Standard Time, we do a wake and bake every single week. And then on Friday, we do another version of that called Make and Bake. Ooh, what other mini shows would they do? (laughs) I know, right? Could they do a shake and bake? Could they do a dance off show? That'd be interesting. Dance and bake. Yeah. Dance and bake. Could they do a Jake and Bake where they invite a friend named Jake on for and half an hour? <laughs> I kind of want to like explore that. I don't know a Jake. I know a Jake. I oh, know lots shit. of Jakes. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I actually know lots of Jakes. One of those twelve boys that. you dated? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Um, but Most any- <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, but anyway, we're doing Make and Bakes, and basically what those are going to be is us creating art. Well, getting baked. Crafting. Yes, and that's actually and something. Cannabis. Yes, <laughs> crafting and cannabis. I like my alliteration. <laughs> yes, I know you do. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Continue. So please, if you would like to watch that, we're only doing them on Instagram. So please make sure that you are following us at higher underscore. No, I'm sorry. Higher. Is it underscore? Oh, I have no clue, baby. Yeah, it is higher because it's like the hot, the dashes and the underscores every it's time. So okay, it really is. Like I wish it could just all be the same because it's well, across the board. But the internet want to be like, no. We should really but, just not have such a common but, name for our show. Oh. Ah! <laughs> I get snatted on. <laughs> all right, you got to end the show while I okay, take care of the higher snot. underscore. Oh God. <laughs> He's like, he's so, I love Gatsby, but he's just like so gross and he like knows it, but he's also so innocent that he like really doesn't know it. And he's just kind of like, yeah, it just went all on me. A cute baby kind of thing. It's really interesting. So higher-consciousness-talk.com is our website. If you would like to find our YouTube channel, it is higher consciousness talk. But another quick way to find it is if you go to a meaningful dreams channel which is my personal business. And if you scroll down to the bottom, it will have a like a featured channel and the higher consciousness channel is um, directly attached to it. So subscribe to a Meaningful Dreams channel too while you're there, but then that's how you can find a quicker way than going through because higher consciousness is like a really popular search term on uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> 
which I find really interesting. So we got so we we're trying to to beat figure that. that out. Yes, we're working on figuring that out. But so if you just go through that way, you'll be able to find it pretty quickly. So that's where you're watching us here. So if you are watching us here on YouTube, please subscribe and like this video and let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel. I'm sure like share please and do. share any of your breakup stories with us if you'd like. And we would love to to open up and continue the conversation with you all. And then thank you so much podcast listeners. We love you and support you and like we're grateful for you supporting us, I should say. Absolutely. We support you too, though. Um, <laughs> That's what we're here to do. That is support what you're here each to other. Do. Yeah, since day one, and I That's would right. say like we are around the time of Higher Consciousness birthday. I just don't know exactly when. So happy birthday, Higher Consciousness! Yay! And thank you to all our listeners and watchers. Look at us, like season five, mm-hmm. and a bunch of different like media, social media outlets. Like we're awesome. It's amazing. So, Next episode, self-love, next week, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye. He's trying to to push. Okay. Bye. You got to hit the button for the podcast. Okay. I won't. Bye. Listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.